How's it going? It's going well. How are you guys? <laughs> Very excited today. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why. So, actually, I'm excited about this one too, just because it's the season. So this week's episode, we're talking about what we do when our kids get sick. So we are not doctors. This is not medical advice. This is, we have a lot of kids. We deal with sick kids on a regular, I mean, not regular basis, but so this Hopefully is not. just things that we do. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's get started. Um, so yeah, I mean, people get sick, right? You know, it's right. <clears throat> and Germ theory, like, terrain theory. I yeah, I definitely am over the years. Definitely learned some things, you know, that you can't kind of unlearn <laughs> if that makes yeah. sense. But um I I think too. Just like dealing with winter in general, it does start with a mindset. I agree. Yeah. Because kids get sick. It really doesn't matter so much why. It's just something that happens during childhood, especially with younger kids. Oh, yeah. And so you can be prepared or... So let's start with maybe like pre-sickness, like... What do you do to ensure that your kids are the healthiest they can be going into the, like the cold and flu season? Um, well, I, I think honestly, it's just the whole concept then of just going outside as much as we can, because, you know, as, as before, it's like you're thinking to yourself, oh, if they're not in a perfectly temperature controlled environment, you know, and <laughs> they're going to get sick, you know, if it's not 68 to 72 degrees, you know, like that's not, that's not it either, you know, so going outside and enjoying the, the temperatures, because I think they're way more accepting of cold than adults are, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think if you're going outside and you're getting fresh air, that's the number one defense. And then second would just be having a healthy diet, I think. Oh, yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Well, even that that fresh air that like right now, that autumn, you know, real crisp air, I think according to like Chinese traditional medicine, that is very cleansing to the lungs in itself. So if you, if you think about going outside is always purposeful, you know, like each season offers us something different than there is your step number one. And then a healthy diet, right? We, you can't ignore that. So I think like for my family personally, when it comes to a healthy diet, there was a couple of years where we heard, oh, if you eat dairy while you're sick, then you'll definitely get an ear infection or you'll have so much mucus or we just avoid sugar. That's, I feel like that's what we really look for. Yeah, there's definitely a balance to that. I, I agree with you. I I can't go through like, you know, this up upcoming holiday season and not say you can't have cookies, you know, because that is the fun thing of it. There, There is that aspect of it too. But yeah, after that, I mean, it's definitely like we don't keep a ton in our house. You know what I mean? But if they're like, can I make cookies today? Yeah, I'm sure. You, you know, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I always right, we don't want to create like, like a. Right. A situation of you know, depriving them of right things. We don't want they... to create like a complex around sugar, but like 
during an acute illness, I might watch it a little more closely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would say that you use you use the season to your advantage and then you use the foods to that season to your advantage. And so like you're thinking about things like if I do then happen to become sick, it is that number one mindset. And it's interesting, my husband was just talking about this, that whole idea of I'm going to approach it with like a, a positive mindset because I'm going to see it as it is beneficial to the body. And that that's difficult because no one wants to no one wants to feel bad, you know, like right. Yeah. So I, I actually had a similar conversation with my husband because um he just got diagnosed with Lyme disease. And so he's on, you know, a little bit of we don't we're not big on like the detoxes, but he does need yeah. one right now. Sure. Um and now he's sick. And I'm like, okay, well, oh. your body is using this as a yeah. detox method so like you cannot suppress it yeah at this stage like it's not anything like it's not a massive sickness it's a cold so let's just (laughs) suffer through okay (laughs) yeah because sometimes we do have to be uncomfortable you know like sometimes we have to be yeah it's a right and uh, I, I guess without sounding maybe like a lunatic or whatever your body is choosing these symptoms to get rid of whatever modality it needs to get rid of it you know like you think about the purpose of a of a runny nose well maybe my body's getting rid of some stuff through that route and instead of like you said suppressing it maybe i should you know blow my nose more kind of thing right yeah right like allow the body to rid whatever it is that it's trying to get rid of yeah absolutely less about husbands more about kids So my kids are all sick right now with like, it's a minor cold. You know, I, I do notice with my kids, they get less sick than a lot of other families that we go around where they might be getting like fevers and like just these terrible long lasting coughs. Our sicknesses are mild and we get over them quickly, but we want to be as comfortable as possible. So, I mean, we do like hot water with a little bit of local honey. I feel like that's a huge one for sore throats. Absolutely. With a little lemon, if you can. Yeah. Yeah. Even Even some herbs if you're into herbals. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just, it's like one of those things where you're like, okay, how can I support instead of get in the way? Kind of of things. How can we be as comfortable as possible? Like your throat hurts. We never want to see our kids suffering. And then I think a big thing is, okay, so what do most people do when their kids get sick? Nothing. They do everything the same. You have to go to school. You have to go to your sports. Yeah. Have to get this done. I think that it's like a call from the body saying, let's slow down. Let's rest. Absolutely. We don't do anything when we're sick. We mm-hmm. relax. We read books. We yeah. cuddle on the couch. Yeah, absolutely. You encourage those kinds of things, because, you know, if you want to draw in the whole light conversation, you know, those cuddles and stuff are helping to build infrared light in the body. And we know that infrared light in itself is a very healing light, you know? And so it's like, when you, when you learn those things, you can unlearn those things and you kind of see it as, wow, well, this is really a chance to, again, spread that love and light 
at at whenever they are in need of it, you know, the most. Right. So it's just yeah. it's when you change your perspective, I think it does make it a little bit easier. Um, but like you said, you you don't want to see your kids be uncomfortable or to suffer or you know that kind of stuff. But um, you also recognize too that there are times when they do need a little more support. So uh, what do you guys do in that sense if they need a little more support? Um, I'm trying to just think of like what we did the last time. Like if the baby gets sick because, you know, she's a baby and they have such small lungs and it's so much easier for them to like have like the mucus build up. They're not productively coughing. So we'll turn on the shower as hot as it can go close the bathroom door, stick a towel under the door and just steam up the bathroom. It's like a really gentle, it's almost like a breathing treatment. Mm -hmm. um, and then you just like cup your hand and pat their back, like not really hard, but enough yeah. to break up any mucus in there and then they can cough it out. Yes. Yeah. I learned that one the hard way, actually. My, I had, I think it was my second born. He came down with pneumonia as a baby and I was like, well, one, why did this happen? And two, like, what do I do to prevent this in the future? And that actually came from the pediatrician. That little trick. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's that steam, putting some moisture into it and then just helping them to expel it. Yeah, for sure. Because they don't cough. Like you can't, you know, like you or I were like, oh, okay, I really need to make a big cough right now. And they just right. don't, they don't have that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that we've definitely done that one. And, you know, just, uh, of course, the gentle padding on the, on, on the chest even, and then the, the back. Have you guys ever done the wet sock, cold sock? Have you ever done that I one? I thought about it, but it's like, it's a lot of effort. <laughs> There's a lot of sock finding to do. Like, cause don't, one of them has to be like a thin cotton pair and one has to yep. be wool. And I'm like, like a wool and then you gotta, socks. yeah, you gotta warm the feet up first. We've and done it a couple of times. It's pretty effective. Um, is it? it is actually pretty effective. I will say that. Uh, but it is funny. It, it is a little bit of work to, to consider doing. Um, but yeah. Do you do that fun. when your kids have fevers or just like regular? Um, if it's something that has been maybe kind of lingering for a couple of days, you know, I mean, I fully understand that there is a time frame for fevers and, you know, that kind of stuff. But uh, if I'm like, okay, we got to do something now, you know, I'll pull that one out. But it's like, it's like this Rolodex in my mind, you know, I should really write things down. Because I'm like, Oh, what haven't I tried yet? What haven't I tried yet? Right. But uh, I will say one of their favorite, one of our favorite first go to's is always an Epsom salt bath, just or a magnesium right. bath, because I'm not necessarily like Epsom salt is the detoxing one. So I'm I always go back and forth. Am I trying to detox them or am I trying to support them with additional magnesium? But Epsom salt is, isn't it? It's sulfated magnesium, right? And so yeah. it's already in its absorbable form, which helps to um, build vitamin D stores. It helps to support that modality. So I just, I never know. I, I think it's just the warm bath that is probably what feels the best. So, yeah, I think a warm bath, especially when you're kind of like mucusy in the chest, warm bath. But I yeah. do think that the Epsom salt is like a key component. Yeah. Cause we I, know I, that like I, yeah. transdermally we soak up that magnesium so much better. Yeah. 
and it helps to relax you especially like for me when i'm sick it takes me like hours to fall asleep because i can't breathe (laughs) right especially when your nose is super stuffy and you're like oh my gosh this is so annoying uh like i will never take breathing for granted again no never never for sure um I know another thing that we have kind of slowly worked in as you kind of build up an at-home medicine cabinet is nebulizing. Um, And that could even be over a bowl of, you know, hot water that, of course, I am holding on to, you know, (laughs) anybody to think that I'm like setting, you know, an eight-year-old over a steaming hot bowl of water. But um, that does work. And then through a nebulizer too, a couple of things to nebulize to kind of uh, make sure things keep moving has always been a big one, especially for Will. Uh, he just seems oh. to produce so much mucus. So if I keep it thin, then it keeps it moving. But so. Right. Thinner and then you can expel it. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, and then something that I think is like often overlooked, maybe not so much in the circadian community, but good sleep. Ugh. We recover when we're sleeping. So if we're, not prioritizing restfulness and deep regenerative sleep, we're going to take longer to get better. And I, this is just a personal opinion, but I think then we're running a higher risk of secondary infections. Personal opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think there's plenty of evidence to support that as well. You know, and two, it's, it's recognizing that when I am not feeling well, I do need to sleep. Right. So it's, it's again, like you had said to begin with, it is, I do have to slow down and I have to slow my children down, you know, because children yeah, have a tendency to just want to go, you know. I was just going to say that, like, sometimes the kids don't want to slow down. So we try to do like early bedtime even, or like in the winter, it's easier because it gets dark earlier, but you can really like dim things down and they will get tired earlier. Oh, yeah. I mean, even now, I, my kids keep saying, oh, why am I so tired? It's only like 630. I'm like, well, because it's dark. Tired <laughs> and it's time there's... to, yeah. which then usually means, you know, for like the next 30 minutes, they're going to just go as hard as they can and then they'll finally crash. So that's fine. Yep. That's what my kids did last night because it's like, okay, it's getting dark earlier. So this is your chance if you want to go yeah. play outside. So they're out there for sunset where in the summer a lot of times they're not but then they come in and they're like we're ready for bed yeah okay yeah okay (laughs) and then grounding grounding is great when you're sick yeah and actually i kind of played around like when i first got into into this lifestyle i i was not feeling well and i was feeling like real achy and uh just just really tired. And I found that when I went outside and stood outside in the grass, and it was cold out. And when I did that, and then when I came back in, I felt significantly better. Like the achiness wasn't as strong. Uh, so it was just, it's, I don't know, it's fun to like do little experiments on yourself. <laughs> Sounds really, really odd, but no. that's okay. <laughs> I, I don't think it's odd. Maybe I'm odd. Well, yeah. I mean, like I said, my husband has just gotten diagnosed with Lyme disease and grounding is something that we've been doing a lot of where he wasn't really super like into it before, but we watched the Irving documentary. Okay. And I think he's pretty desperate to like do whatever it takes 
because you know he's the primary breadwinner in our house and we have six kids so yeah he's got to feel good yeah if grounding helps then he's going to be out there grounding yeah (laughs) and he might find that he likes it you know there is something to it there is something like even it like obviously it's impact not only on like your uh awareness, your stress response and everything, but you figure that it's all connected. And so you feel, you feel better, you know, with this. Yeah. Or even a burst in energy a little bit. Absolutely. Right. There's no negative, no negative side effect of it. You know, it's, it's. Yeah. Maybe you'll get called a little bit kooky, but that's about, that's about the worst (laughs) of it. Yeah. There's worse things, right? Uh, Do you all do like homeopathy? Of any kind, like the uh, what are those called? Nose nod. I can't remember. Like the, the little the nose uh, pistols or whatever they are. Yeah. Do yeah. you do those? So we we do a lot of homeopathy, which like for me, I think it's super fun to be like to match the symptoms and match like what's going on emotionally. And when you hit the right remedy, you feel so happy. Like it is crazy. <laughs> Um, do you keep a lot on hand i have a growing collection i just had to buy like a lipstick case to like stick them all in because i had like a giant ziploc bag full like a gallon one and uh-huh. it was always like we can't find the right one. Oh, i don't have it then i would order more oh i did have it i just couldn't see it so we just did that but this is anecdotal but um my daughter had like one of those viruses of like, you know, just a common childhood virus. And I found her the right one. And I noticed her symptoms clearing up within a few hours of taking the correct remedy. That's amazing. Yeah. And I find that they help with coughs more than like any of, I have never found like an herbal cough remedy that works super well. No, I haven't either. Um, I have found like one, like, you know, when it's not a productive cough and it's like that annoying, like kind of post nasally drip kind of cough. I found a, a, like a cough syrup for that, but I really don't use that. I really don't use, like I used to be like a cabinet full of supplements and now it's like, you know, I keep a couple things on hand. <laughs> yeah. It's always you good know? to like have them just in case, but mostly I, that's how. I yeah, I feel like I just trust their body and I don't really get in the way unless their symptoms require it. Yeah, for sure. One it's thing that we... It me a long time to get here. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. One thing that we do or I try to do right away is uh, we go to the chiropractor pretty regularly. And so if I can get them adjusted right away, I find that that actually helps pretty significantly. So just kind of sets everything up, everything's in line, and then they can just kind of drain how they need to drain. So that's something that we definitely have learned to use, you know, more than like a, you know, a monthly maintenance, but like to be able to go. Uh, so I do find that to be beneficial. But yeah, chiropractic worked wonders when my son was dealing with like allergies, like environmental allergies and ear infections. It was yeah. really the chiropractor that got us kind of like off of the train of recurrent issues. Yes. Same. Yes. Absolutely. We don't really I, go anymore, but. No. Yeah, we do. I, 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 I like it personally. Like. I I'm would, all, you know. but we moved and I haven't found one yet. <laughs> it's just, 
honestly, what it is, is what do they call that? Like that first initial appointment where they want to charge like over $200. Yeah. Even for kids. And it's like, well, yeah, no, that seems a little excessive. I know. I know. We have one in here in town. Well, we've been using one forever, the same person forever. And he actually is, could probably be credited for helping me down like this whole path, you know, and like questioning um, sugar and then, you know, certain childhood things. Um, So (laughs) sorry. I can't not go there sometimes. I feel like one uh, of the first chiropractors we went to, she was the same way, but she was not gentle. She was like, she like yelled at me about it. And I was like, sorry, you're right. Now I know. (laughs) I love it. Like, I appreciate that. There you go. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, we don't need nudged. We need pushed. Right. You know, (laughs) tough love, tough love. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that the thing is, is, you know, kids are really just kind of like carefree on their own. And so if we kind of trust their intuition, I think it really helps them through winter too. And if, if they're not feeling well, helping them to understand that they do need to rest or, you know, you might have to drink some broth, even though I know you don't like broth, but broth makes you feel really good, you know, and it's like helping them to kind of connect the dots between uh, what I notice when I do this versus when I do this. So, you know, just helping them. Yeah. I recently made one of, um, I put it up on the Instagram page, but a fermented, garlic ginger honey because those warm kind of herbs Mm -hmm. like um ginger that's a hot Mm -hmm. one that kind of gets things moving so we'll see this is going to be my first winter trying it so we'll see if it makes a difference or not yeah i know a lot of people that try that fire cider too oh yeah i I remember what's all in that but i know it's a bunch of like herbs and garlic and like cayenne and stuff like that that you kind of let ferment and then they have that through winter. Do you guys do elderberry? We did. We tried <laughs> elderberry like consistently for years and I never noticed a single difference. Nice. So I tried a different, I tried the earthly brand this year. I'm not good at being consistent with it anymore, but before I was very consistent with it and it was like, we were just still getting sick like all the time. So I was like, this has become a waste of money. It's obviously not really helping. Yeah. I only use it when like at first symptoms, I'm not, I don't maintain anything. Do you think that it helps you guys? (laughs) Um, if you, if you do it at first symptom. And so like, if you're thinking about terrain theory though, you have to wonder what is it in the body that is needing help or support or the that whole detox concept you know and is elderberry going to help in that respect um so it might be like the vitamin c that's in it you know but i i used to do like supplemental vitamin c and then you realize that certain forms of it encourage inflammation or um Oh, reactive oxygen. They steal. Yeah. So I just kind of stick to whole food, food first, and then um, 
we, we have minerals in our water, you know, just trying to keep things as imbalanced as you can. And honestly, try not to stress over it. Right. Right. <laughs> Easier said than I did done. I that too with, um, with the vitamin C. I feel like when I first kind of started the health journey, I was very focused on like vitamins. Like if we just take yes. enough of the vitamins, then we'll all be healthy. But then you realize, okay, well, you take too much of this vitamin and you downregulate this one and then you mess up this. And if you take vitamin D, then you're lowering your magnesium levels and mm -hmm. you got to take calcium with it. And it was like, okay, no, we're just going <laughs> to eat real food. We're going to eat nourishing foods. Yeah, uh, absolutely. It's I can remember thinking we were taking um, acidophilus, you know, like a chewable tab of ac or what, what is it called? Acidophilus. Yeah. And uh, I was like thinking, yep, this is, this is amazing. I found the winner. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's like you look at the ingredients of it and you're like, well, wow, that just negated the whole, you know, maybe a hundred strains of bacteria that I was introducing. And it's like, you look at a, you know, a glass of milk kefir or even raw milk and you're like, yep, that's the answer right there. <laughs> right. Even some sauerkraut. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's a really good point too. Even just what three tablespoons of a fermented vegetable, because it actually, uh, you actually enhance the vitamins and minerals in fermented foods. Then let's say if you were to eat just a regular piece of cabbage, but if it's fermented, it actually increases uh, the it's vit it's high in vitamin C is what it's high in. So that's a really great suggestion. Yeah, absolutely. Did you know that? <laughs> I did not know that, but I was gonna now you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's really a good point. I'm glad you brought that up. That is because that is the food version um, of it. Yeah, because clearly, you know, where we both live, like I couldn't even grow any citrus, like even in oh. the. I think we even in like the summer. I barely, I think we could barely do it, but yeah. So that would be your version of vitamin C and oh, all of these things were known before we knew what vitamin C was, which I always think is really fascinating. So that is, that is so, okay. Talking about sicknesses, do you avoid the public? No. In the winter? No. I mean, we honestly really aren't people that like go places all the time, you know, in general, because I just, we're just busy. I mean, we have these regular places that we go, you know, but no, I wouldn't. I don't avoid family or anything like that. How no, about you? No, we don't either. No. When the baby was like, you know, because uh, she was born mid-December and she was, you know, I just had her and I was kind of nervous. Oh yeah. We didn't, we didn't like avoid the public, but if there was something that we could not go to, I felt like that was worth it. Just, you know, RSV was going crazy last year and she was a newborn. So there is a difference too, with the kid ages, like when you're looking at like seven and above, most of these sicknesses are no big deal. But when you're looking at a newborn, you know, I don't think yeah. that you should feel bad for worrying. Yeah, it hits different. That's for sure. There's usually they're just so little. You yeah, know? and little. any interventions that they need is like, well, a lot of them you can't because they're too little. And yeah. if they do need intervention, you're looking at a hospital visit. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Yeah, and, and that's a good point to bring up too. Is that you know I'm not like if 
if they were to go and, and keep getting worse and worse, I'm not going to avoid going and seeking and seeking help. You know, like I'm, we're not, I'm not that, that naive or stupid, I guess you could say, um, for be- lack of better words, but yeah, it, right. And so you just kind of judge the situation and, uh, just do what's best for you and your family, honestly, and what, and what you feel right. is best. And what you think yeah. is best might not be what I think is. So, yeah, it's like that whole – that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> right. There's definitely a difference between, you know, the common cold or a flu or, you know, something more severe. Like like we're yeah. in this holistic health space, but we can't feel bad about reaching out for help when we need help. Absolutely. Like, yeah. For the best interest of the kids. Absolutely. Yeah. No, absolutely. Like I, it's I not a badge agree. of honor to like never have to go to the doctor. Right. Like, my son was having headaches and sometimes it's just better safe than sorry. I just want to make sure that things are okay. And that's all right. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. There's no harm in that at all. It would be no kind way. of silly. Like you said, it's not like, oh, I've never gone, you know, but right. I, I think you go less if if you yeah. can learn what works for your family at home, you know, but, uh, yeah. You just, or even just to like get into a place where you're healthy and your body, like right now the kids have such a minor cold, little runny nose, like a little bit of like the drainage cough. I would never, they don't need anything like this will go away in three days. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. And then you kind of just take a look at the situation. You're like, yeah, we, uh, you know, we were stuck inside for a couple of days or we, um, I don't know, went someplace and it was like super dusty, you know, like I, a uh, couple of weeks ago, I helped my dad move in his basement that he, in his new house, they had had water in there and it was uh, in the basement and it was awfully like just there was no airflow. It was kind of damp down there. And I had to move a bunch of stuff down there. And I ended up with a stuffy nose and something like that. And so it's like I put two and two together. You're like, well, I probably just this is just the the route that my body is choosing to get rid of something and I'm going to let it happen. You know, so like it's right. like I, I don't know. I guess I see it as a challenge of connecting dots because <laughs> I like to figure right. those kinds of things out. And I think but, sometimes we get like too worked up, like, well, why did we get sick? Is there something wrong with us? Like, why, right. why can my kids never go around a sick kid without getting sick? And it's like, let's just, it's fine. It is fine. And it's interesting because when you dig in more to like terrain theory and what is it? Synchronicity, uh, like resonating with another. I mean, this could get, you know, a really big conversation if you wanted it. And uh, it's like, are they spreading something or are they like telling the other kid in that same way that kind of like your heart draws in like magnetism and stuff like that? Or are they telling them you need to mount up and get rid of something because this is happening? You know, like when you look at it from that, you're like, hmm, maybe they are just communicating on a level that we don't even yeah, understand. Yeah. 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 It, 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 and it is interesting, like when I watch something and it's usually just our girls that will, you know, let's say, you know, quote unquote, spread something. 
well, they they live in the same room together and they are around each other all the time. Um, so I, whether they, they're spreading or they're just communicating, either way, it's kind of cool, you know? Like, right. And the other part of the terrain theory, which I'm not sold on either one yet. Like I, I don't, I'd have to do more research, but the other thing with it is you guys all live together. And part of that is like, if you come into contact with something that your body needs to get rid of, absolutely, it will become sick. So it's like, you guys live together. So if, I don't know, yep. like they were, am I allowed to say they're spraying something in the sky? I don't know, but let's say they were. You're on a watch list now, just so you know. No, just I know. Kidding. Our podcast is red flagged. Yeah. <laughs> no. But no, you're absolutely I right. There's things to think about. It, absolutely, there are things to think about. You know, it could, it, I, I went through this because it seemed like our five-year-old, it's like every two weeks, she just was like getting a runny nose. That's all that it ever was. And then it would go away and then it would come back. And then it's like, well, clearly she's going through something, you know, she's, getting rid of something because then, you know, even then like five days later, one of her other sisters would, but no one else would. So it was just really kind of interesting, but it does like give you pause and you're like, oh my gosh, what is wrong? You know, what is in our house that, <laughs> that is a, oh you know, a danger. And so of course you can like really overthink things as a parent, but you know, if you just let her keep getting sick, then eventually it'll work its way out is my, uh, thought process at this time well and don't you too find like as the kids get older the sicknesses just become like less and less severe yeah less severe even less often yeah Mm -hmm. that's something I've noticed like there's every kid goes through like this little phase where it seems like they're the first one to get sick all the time yes but then then they don't like they just have to go through that for whatever reason, whether it's to build up the immune system or whatever it is, but it doesn't last forever. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Have you ever um, panicked about mold in your house? Oh yeah. I actually just found some the other day when we uh, got our new washer and dryer and we're painting and uh, I decided it's on the other side because there had been a leak before we had moved in and they had replaced as much stuff, you know, as they could took up carpet and all that kind of stuff. But I knew it was somewhere on the drywall. And, uh, so I just decided that I wasn't going to give it any attention and I wasn't going to, uh, flip out about it. And when we fix it, we will fix it. And, uh, it's not being disturbed, you know, like it's not disturbed. We're not, there's no active leak of any kind. And so I was like, I'm not even going to give it any attention. I'm just going to just <laughs> carry on. That sounds horrible, but at, like right now we just can't do, we can't, we can't fix it right now. Like, well, every house has mold. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I just don't want to disturb it at this point in time. You know? Like, yeah. Yeah. There was so. a couple years ago where, our, our kids just like kept getting sick, like nothing again, nothing crazy. But yeah. I was like, this is not normal. There must be mold in the house. And I like, I forced Nathan to go up into the attic and like crawl around up there and like search for the mold. And he never found any, I did find like a tiny bit on the windowsill. Yeah. Was, like, this is it. it was like, this, one is it. Time. this is making us sick. So don't be like that. 
because that's excessive. Yeah, so, right. I think there are situations that it is a problem for certain people, you know Absolutely. what I mean? Um, but I, I think the conversation could be had too is if I can make my body strong, what is the other potential thought process on that? You, I hope that makes sense and doesn't come off as insensitive because yeah. I'm not trying to be, because I know that mold is a, is a serious and nasty issue for many people. Um, but yeah, I refuse to look at it as like something like the devil or, you know what I mean? Like I refuse it's to look at it as that, fear. like something to create fear. Yeah. Um, so when, when we are in a place to be able to remove it, I will, we will take that out, but it is costly right. and you can't ignore that it's costly and insurance won't pick it up unless it's an active leak. So I don't know. Yeah. We just bought a new washer and dryer. So <laughs> we had um, one of our first houses did have a mold issue and it did create issues for us. Did but it? also at the time, like our terrain wasn't what it should be. We weren't as healthy yeah. as we should be or could be. Yeah. We weren't going outside. We had no idea of the impacts of artificial light. So it's just. I yes. think that the terrain of your body does make a difference. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah. It is interesting. Like when you when you when you put in the the idea or the actual steps of circadian rhythm, what all does it have the potential to impact? And I think you're looking at like limitless things at this point. You know, it's like the saying I I had 99 problems in the sun cured, you know, all of them. 90 all of them. Right, exactly. <laughs> Most of um, them. So it's worth entertaining that, you know, and then when you then get yourself grounding and then you get yourself outside more than once a day and you, you know, with pur with purpose and intention, and then I introduce, you know, whole foods into my diet, what changes will I see? And that, right. and that goes for kids e even more so, you know, because we are, what we're doing for them today will affect them tomorrow, like, like we've said before. So, yeah. And one last thought before we wrap up um, the sun, like we're not getting so much sun exposure now that it's getting cold because we have to kind of bundle up if we're going to be outside for any extended time. But we had like a weird summer cold one year. It sounds like we're sick all the time. We're really not sick this often, but it's been a long like lifetime of dealing. When with you have a lot of kids, it, it's different because it seems like someone is always doing something. I yeah. don't know how to like describe it. For the most it. part, we're super healthy. <laughs> yeah. And like yeah. we don't have anything to write home about. But over the course of years, we have built up some stories. But so we just like we made a little bed out on our patio with like the couch cushions. And we just we just laid in the sun. Mm. That's a good idea. It, was it feels so good. Yeah, it feels that's. That's probably the best one, the best advice, right? Save the best for last. Yeah, absolutely. And I, that is the nice thing about when you're not feeling well in like the spring, summertime, you know, because you're like, oh, I can use the sun and I'm just going to sit out here all day and I'll feel better. Yes. And that's the worst part about the winter sicknesses mm -hmm. is they are just a little tougher to deal with because you don't have that yeah. strong sunlight. Yeah, that warmth. And so that's when you use like 
cuddling, sleeping, and uh, warm baths, you know, or a sauna. Yeah. You know. Right. Yeah. Even red light therapy, like I know it doesn't really get warm, but it kind of mimics that, like, it feels Absolutely. good. Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. Or one year, one year we had gotten to, like, towards the end of winter, and it had been kind of a rougher winter for us. And I found a really good deal on Airbnb. So I took all the kids down to South Carolina and I was like, we're getting sun. Like we won't survive another week without sunlight. We must get it. <laughs> did it help? It, was, it did. And it felt so good. Oh. And then we came back for like another month and a half of winter, but it, it was fine. You guys are like, it. oh, we have a nice summer of four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Like, why do we live here again? Right. Yeah, exactly. No, but you like, it's your family. So. And I am embracing winter. Absolutely. Okay. We'll see if there's any spontaneous trips to be had this winter. <laughs> I do really miss the sun. I, I yeah. get to the point where it's like, I need it. I'm craving it. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like when February, March hits, you're like, I just want to feel warm when I go outside. I want it to warm me up. Yeah. And then yeah. that first, you know, nice spring day, you're like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> and then oh, it's cold so for like cold. another two weeks. And you're like, oh. <laughs> I feel like we're so close, but so far. Right. right. So, well, good suggestions. Any final thoughts? Um, I think that's it. All right. I mean, just go outside. Bundle up. Go outside. Absolutely. Get out there. All right, everyone. Have a great week and thanks for listening. Bye.